This Hartford Current podcast is presented by the Hartford Law Firm of Riscassi and Davis. Welcome back to another episode of the UConn Insider Podcast, sponsored by Riscassi and Davis. It's Trey Slada from the Hartford Current, and I've brought in a very special guest in Lila Bromberg, who is here to talk all things UConn women's basketball. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. I mean, it's roughly about a week out from yeah, we're getting the, close. Women, the women playing. How are you feeling? How do you think uh, the team is? We have a lot to talk about. A very busy and interesting summer. Uh, I guess the first thing I want to get into, obviously, the first question on everyone's mind is the absence of Paige Beckers. She tore ACL. She's going to be out for the year. What does that mean for the team? How's the morale around the team? You know, just everything. Yeah, I mean, big question right there yes. to start things off. Um, I mean, you know, you're losing your clear best player who's, you know, been leading them in, in points and, you know, assists in, in recent years and has, you know, obviously been a superstar since, you know, the second she stepped on campus. So that's a big loss to make up for in terms of um, scoring. You're losing your starting point guard and, and your leader in that respect. So, you know, a lot to navigate there both in terms of, trying to make up for that scoring, needing to have a ton of different players contribute to help make up for that. You know, they've said that no one player is going to come in and do that. And then looking at how things play out with the point guard position as well, how they're handling ball handling duties um, will be huge within that as well. And then just like navigating that from an emotional standpoint too as a team, right? Because they dealt with so many injuries last season, uh, in, including Paige missing a significant number of games last year with a leg injury as well. So that's been something to navigate a, as well, too, is, you know, this is someone who just loves basketball mm-hmm. um, and really wants to be on the court. And I think that's been hard for a lot of people on the team to see after what she went through last year and different injuries to now be held out for this season as well. And for the team, you know, after navigating last season of, you know, you just have injuries all over the place. Yeah, Pretty yeah. much everyone is missing time. Like, all but two players missed at least two games um, with injury or COVID or things like that. So now having to, like, adjust again. But the good thing is they found out about her injury in August, so they've now had time to see what that's going to look like. It's not an ideal situation, but I think finding that out now, being able to game plan for that now as opposed to it happening in the middle of the season, not knowing when she may or may not be coming back, now people are forced to step into new roles now and they're figuring that all out. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because like you brought up how injury-filled they were last mm-hmm. season. I think in a little ways you're looking at a team that, you know, maybe obviously you don't want something like this to happen. But you kind of get a sense, I feel like, that they are a little more prepared than they were last year. I think it was interesting to watch uh, without Paige. They were kind of floundering a little bit. I remember watching the game against, I believe it was UCLA. It was uh, one of the the special games. I think it was a Never Forget Tribute Classic. And and they were just kind of rough. It was tough to watch. It was the first game without Paige. Um, and I think it kind of put them in a situation where uh, they really didn't know who their identity was. And, and it felt like, you know, as the season went along, they kind of progressed and kind of found that. And obviously the injuries kind of kept on hindering them a little bit. But I guess, do you feel like it's a little bit more of a... You know, yeah, obviously this is a very devastating thing to happen. She's so important. But do you feel like this team is better prepared with not only just the roster up to down, but just because of everything that happened last year than for a situation like this? Yeah, and that's something that players and coaches have talked about as well, that, you know, they know that a lot of people around the country, you know, they're ranked number six, which is not a normal thing for UConn. That's their lowest ranking since 2006-07 before that season, preseason ranking. And they know that, like, people from the outside, like, aren't thinking as highly as they normally would have been because they're without the injury. But, like, 
they believe in themselves. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with confidence built over last season, being able to navigate the injuries throughout that entire year, still keep the Final Four streak going, get to the national championship game when, you know, you're rotating lineups in and throughout the entire season. Like we mentioned, all the injuries. And in that, people really had to learn to step up and got a lot of experience last year, but they probably wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So I think people are more prepared to step into those roles now. And it just, I think, does a wonder for players' confidence, right? When you have your star player go out, Hmm. that's a huge mental hump to get over. And so I think the fact that they had to navigate that last year, they've talked about how like they just feel like they're in a better place to deal with it now mentally because they had to go through that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you talked about how not one player can take and make up for that absence. Do you feel like there's a kind of like, who do you expect on the team? Like, give me a couple of names uh, and, and players that you think is kind of going to go in and really maybe showcase what they're made of, maybe give an opportunity to kind of go in. Um, I remember, you know, you see a lot of times in at the NBA and even in the UConn men's basketball, uh, when Sonogo was out last year, for example, uh, guys stepped up, they played a little differently because he missed a couple of games and gave an opportunity to kind of get increased responsibility and maybe prepare something for the future with a, um, you know, in a couple of years when Paige Beckers is gone. Yeah, I think the player that, you know, Coach Oriama has been talking a lot about the coaching staff and just it seems like this is going to be the person they're really going to be looking to to take on more of that scoring load is AZ Fudd. Mm-hmm. You know, she came in as a number one player in the country last year, but, you know, she was hampered by that foot injury all year. She was still really impressive, mm-hmm. averaged over 12 points a game, shot 43% for deep, which is just, like, incredible. Yeah, yeah. But she's a lot more than that, and I think that's something that she's talked about. I did an article talking to Chris Brickley, who is one of the top trainers in all of the NBA you look at any of the NBA stars, like that's who they're going to. Yeah. And, you know, he's was talking to me about workouts they've done and how she's, you know, out shooting NBA players in these workouts and just like how good she looks. And he's telling me, you know, she could be one of the best players in the country this year. Uh, you know, Coach Oriyama has said that as well, that, you know, that's how he's going to coach her. He expects her to be one of the best in the country. And I think she really expects that from herself. Um, you know, one of the things that Chris Brickley talked to me about is like she doesn't really like talking about last season that much she doesn't feel like she was herself her Mm. movement was not the same because of that lingering foot injury so she was really restricted to a spot-up shooter and she's an incredible shooter but there's so much more to her game with her pull-up the way she can get to the basket passing they're even talking about having her handle the ball more and play more minutes kind of at that point guard position some so I really think you're going to see a huge rise from AZ Fudd this season Again, everyone's going to have to step up a little bit. But if you're talking about one player that's really going to be asked to take on more of that scoring load, you know, Coach Oriyama has told her, like, you know, when you bring the ball up the floor, whenever you have the ball in the hand in your hands, I want you to have that score first mentality. When you get doubled, you know, pass it out. But that's really the person that they've given that, you know, light towards of, of saying, you know, we're looking to you to be our main scorer. No, absolutely. I think it's going to be really interesting. Do you feel like the vibes of the team – are you know a little better than they were last year with the injuries and all um it seems like uh just because i mean it was like remember i was seeing i think it i think you had a video about it um a video about it on your uh twitter i think where there was Paige was coaching the team did you can you talk a little about that it seems like she's kind of embraced the role of coaching the team a little bit in the absence of not playing yeah they've definitely kind of joked about that um on social media and stuff as well, she's calling herself Coach, Coach P. P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you saw her the first practice of the season. Um, you know, she was on the Peloton bike a little bit, and then 
she was, you know, she had a basketball in her hand the whole time, except for on the bike. I mean, you can't really have the basketball on the bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when she was not on the bike, I mean, she was standing and she had a basketball in her hands, was watching practice. Um, at another point, she was like on a stool and she had like a little whiteboard clipboard and she was like drawing up plays while like walking. Yeah. So like she's very intent and like wants to be a part of a team. And I think that's huge when you have your leader like that who still wants to be so heavily involved in the team. And I think that's going to, you know, she's joking about it and like being this player's <laughs> coach, but I actually think like that'll be a huge help to like have that, you know, player on the sideline that they all love and trust that like can maybe say things to them a little bit differently than someone on the coaching staff might. And I think it's going to make her such a better player too. Like she's already such an incredible player. Mm-hmm. But to then have this year, like where she is watching the game from a different perspective. Get the B-ball it, Yeah, and she's yeah. talked about wanting to be like, in the film room with coaches like prepping for games and like seeing what they're seeing in the film like that's just going to take her game to such a whole nother level than it already is um and so I think having that dynamic of her around the team like is definitely like keeping people's spirits up and you can tell like you know that's probably hard for her too but you know you know Paige like she's yeah. just kind of going to be positive yeah. about it and encourage the team and um, it's going to be, you know, interesting to see what that looks like in the, in the middle of a game with, you know, Coach P in the middle of a huddle. Yeah, no, absolutely. And unfortunately, they also had a pretty big other injury in Ice Brady. Can you talk to me a little bit about that and, you know, what the team uh, kind of looks at? What do you think is the, the rehab process? She's out for the year, correct? And now we'll take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This Hartford Current podcast is being brought to you by the Hartford law firm of Riscassi and Davis. Connecticut's nationally recognized personal injury law firm protecting the rights of the injured for over 60 years. Yeah, so she is, Ice Brady is going to be out for the season. Uh, You know, they announced the torn patella, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is the kneecap. Um, And that injury, you know, just happened recently. So that's still in the beginning stages. She had surgery and that was successful. Um, You know, they were, I think, expecting, like, big things from her. She was the number five player in the class, and before the injury, um, they had, you know, Coach Rayama had talked about just um, what she brought in terms of uh, just how versatile her game is and how that was going to bring a dynamic to the team um, and, you know, bringing some depth to that post position, being someone who can, like, be more versatile and play, you know, different positions in the area, a big kid who can shoot, and things like that, um, you know, you never really know how a freshman yeah, can be coming yeah, in. So yeah. it's kind of hard when you have an injury to a freshman, and that really is a shame for her, but she's going to miss that first season of her career, and then that, mm. you know, shrinks the depth a little bit. And now you're looking at, you know, 10 available healthy players right now, which is, um, you know, a bit concerning. Just yeah, off the bat, yeah. you already have two season-ending injuries, and you would just hope that the team is able to stay healthy throughout the year and not get into a situation like last year. Um you know, definitely not as huge of a loss as Paige, I think just because she hadn't proven herself as that leader on the team yet, but they definitely were really excited for her. And that's just another blow after having that season like last year, mm-hmm. having the Paige injury, and then getting another one on top of that right when they were trying to figure out, you know, the system and everything else. Um, so it's definitely kind of an unusual situation to have what they happened last year. And now this, um, you know, Coach Oriama was saying that, you know, he's never had anything like this throughout his coaching career where you have just this many players affected by injuries in a short span. Do you think there's any, like, particular reason for that or just luck of the draw? So I think it was really interesting. He was talking about how it's something that he's talked with different uh, strength and conditioning coaches about and doctors and just was saying how he thinks that the specialization of kids in high school now, of Mm -hmm. 
they're focusing on one sport so early and um, training year round, putting so much pressure and load on themselves and their bodies throughout high school, doing all these different things that a lot of times then by the time they get to college, their body's already kind of worn down a bit. So mm-hmm. that was something he talked about, um, you know, because they're doing, he was saying, you know, we do more prevention training now than we've ever done before. It's not like something that's happening on the training end. It's just kind of where the game is right now with how the high school game has changed, how recruiting has changed, how that whole scene has changed. And he was saying, like, it's not something that, that it's just kind of, it's just kind of part of the game now, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting you talk about specialization because I remember I did a paper actually my sophomore year of college about it. It's, it's really interesting because there is not a single high school coach that I talked to for that paper that really thinks that athletes are specialized. They will, they're all for multi-sport athletes. They think it gives them advantages on the field. And so many of those guys, uh, you know, and gals that you see, they play multiple sports. You know, sometimes it's like, you know, track and basketball or something like football and, mm-hmm. and basketball or something like that. And it, it kind of showcases like, you know, it works those different muscles and bones and it kind of makes you stronger. So I think there might be a real credit to that belief that specialization is hurting uh, athletes in the long run. And I guess kind of going back to, you know, they're ranked number six and eight people. It's one of the lowest rankings they've had in years. Um, what do you feel about the team overall? Do you feel like there's like a big question mark? Obviously, Paige is gone and Ice Brady's out for the year. Um, do you feel like their ranking is where they should be? Or do you think it's kind of lower than they should be or should be higher? What do you think? I think it's around the right range. And I thought it was interesting at Big East Media Day, Coach Ramon was saying like he would have thought it was crazy if they were ranked in the top three in the country. <laughs> because with all the unknowns, you have to also consider it's not just the Paige Becker's injury. Mm-hmm. You lost uh, Kristen Williams, mm-hmm. uh, Avina Westbrook, Olivia Nelson Adota, all graduating too. And those are all players that played a really big part. So you're losing a lot of your top scores and players that helped them get to that national championship run last season. Um So I think it's like, you know, around where they should be at this point. I think there's just so many unknowns with this team. But with a coach like that and a program like that and just the talent they have on this team, um, you talk about a transfer in Lou Lopez-Senatol from uh, Fairfield that they're really excited about Mm, and her scoring ability as well. I think it, like, makes sense for where they're at. But, um, you know, I think they could surprise some people. Um, Yeah. I mean, but then I again, like, I think Coach Ariam said in a video, like, is anything we do really a surprise? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's a surprise seeing them this low. But when you look at the injuries, you look at the talent they lost, it does, make, you know, kind of make sense to be around that area. I don't know if I would have Iowa up as high as they are with um, UConn here. So maybe you can, you know, argue whether they should be four or five or, you know, what they would be in terms of that range from anywhere from like four to, you know, seven, eight, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but I just think it's because there's so many unknowns. And I think you'll see, once we get this look at the exhibition game uh, on November 6th, and we start to get more of a look on this team, the first game of the regular season, and then they you know, jump right in where we're going to find out really quickly about this team when they face uh, number three team in the country in Texas for the <laughs> yeah. second game of the season and all the competition they face in the non-conference schedule. So it's going to be interesting because there really are so many unknowns and um, – but just knowing this coaching staff, knowing this program, I think they'll figure it out. I think it's fascinating because it. I think I read a, a tweet somewhere where you know it's my favorite part of college basketball season because every coach is like, our team sucks, <laughs> and I feel like you know how much stock do you think that a game that early in the season 
should be taken in. Like obviously like it matters, but how much does it matter? Does it matter if the score matters? Does it matter how they play? There's a mix of both. Um, and what should UConn fans be looking for for a team uh, that has these question marks? And that is still really good and has a great coaching staff, but does have some issues and, and question marks like this. Like, what do fans want to see for those first few games? Yeah, what do you, what do you think that, what do you, as, as a beat writer and as an impartial observer, what should UConn fans be looking at? It? It's like, okay, this is a positive regression. Even if maybe they're not winning those games, this is still a positive sign for, you know, down the line in the season. I think it's finding that, like, comfortability, right? Like, having Paige out, how does the offense look in terms of mm-hmm. who's handling the ball, those sorts of things, kind of the flow of everything, I think is going to be something really important in those games as well. Um, how they're able to establish the defense, that was something that Coach Royam mentioned, that something that he wanted to see, uh, you know, didn't really like where they're at in the uh, one of, like, secret scrimmages they had against UMass. So to see, you know, the defense be better as well. And I think it's just going to, really, like, those games are going to be huge in showing, like, who has made those jumps. You've got a lot of players coming back from injury. So I think you want to see, like, how those players are adjusting, coming back from injuries. Dorka coming back from a wrist injury. Caroline coming from hip surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these different dynamics. How is Lou fitting into the offensive system? What kind of rise is AZ taking? Um, what kind of – what are you getting from the post players and, like, you know, is Aaliyah Edwards able to stay out of foul trouble? Um, what are you seeing from Nika in terms of how she's able to limit, you know, her fouls as well? And, um, you know, really just kind of be in control with offense and taking on a bigger role too. So I think, you know, you just want to see how people are fitting into those new mesh, roles yeah. early on. But, yeah, I mean, it's certainly going to be a huge test early, especially um, – you know, you just lost Paige Beckers in that game against Texas. You're facing some really good guards in that program, so. No, absolutely. I think it's going to be, I think, you know, I've always preached patience. It's really hard as a fan to be patient right. about a team. <laughs> um, but as impartial observers and, and, you know, being on the beat and all that, you know of anybody, like, who you are in November is not who you are in mm-hmm. March or even February, even January. So I think it's, like you said, it's about the process more so than the results. Because if they lose to Texas by 5 or 10, yeah, it's not great, right? But theoretically, the rankings kind of say Texas is a better team right now anyways. If they're showing the process that is going to lead to long-term results, that should be the positive that you know UConn fans can take from that. Um, and here's what I really like about their schedule is you have those games there, right? So you have... This first game uh, against Texas, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a lot of tests kind of throughout November, and then you have NC State as the game after that. Um, you know, you'll have some tests with you know a team like Notre Dame, um, and and those kind of Maryland, those early tests. Then you have the you know Biggie schedule, and you know your games against Tennessee and South Carolina are later on. The game against South Carolina you know, who's the unanimous number one team in the country is for February 5th. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a month away from March Madness. So I think the way this schedule is designed where you have some of those really intense early tests, you get a little bit of a break more of the Big East schedule, and then you're going to have a really good uh, test to see where you're at then with the February 5th game against South Carolina, and then you have the game against Tennessee a little bit before that on January 26th. So you're really going to be able to see the progression of this team in terms of how they look in these initial games against top opponents versus how they're going to look out, you know, a month or so out from March Madness. Absolutely. What are you, 
uh, hoping to kind of see uh, development-wise as a team. But what do you think is the biggest question mark that you have for the team coming into this season? Um, I think kind of what I mentioned, like just seeing who's able to make those leaps. You know, yeah. they need a lot of players to make different leaps to step up. Um, and, and I think it's just going to be interesting how that dynamic plays out. I'm really um, intrigued to see what Lou adds, as I mentioned. Like, they're mm-hmm. really excited about her. Um she was a scoring machine at Fairfield. I'm interested to see how she jumps to this level. I think that's really the thing is like how are players able to step up and, and fill, um, you know, the gap left by, by Paige Becker's injury. No, absolutely. And what do you feel like does the coaching staff kind of try to temper expectations for fans or do you feel like, you know, they are feeling confident about this team going? Obviously, it's, it's very early to kind of tell and hard to kind of tell that. But um, how does it kind of feel around the program overall? I mean, the expectation for UConn is always winning Ex- a national yeah, championship. Yeah, yes, like, yes. You know, they're not changing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Coach Ray has talked about that they're not maybe talking about that as heavily as they normally would because I think he's talked about, like, the players realize that pressure on themselves, and he mm-hmm. was saying that what he's seen from them in practice so far, like, he was, he's was, he been really pleased with just the level of intensity that you're seeing now that normally you wouldn't see till you get closer to March Madness. Um so I think there really is, like, a lot of people have a lot of, you know, that they want to prove on this team, and they know the expectation doesn't change. And, you know, with the type of players that UConn recruits, these are kids that want to be the best and want to push themselves no matter the circumstances to, you know, reach that expectation and reach that level. So, I mean, that doesn't change. A hundred percent. I'm going to ask you to use your crystal ball here. Where do you think this team is headed? Where do you, Is it a Final Four team? Is this a National Champion team? Is it, What are you thinking? Like, obviously, it's so hard to tell. But, I mean, this is why i got to ask you the tough questions. I mean, you are the beat writer. got to ask <laughs> you, uh, you know, what everyone's thinking. And I, I'm interested to know as well because I think we could be looking at two really good teams from the men and women's side, I think, this year. So I'm, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on the, on the women's side. All right. Well, I say this with a caveat of, like I said, there's so many unknowns. Yeah, I hate yeah. giving predictions. Like, when I get them right, love giving <laughs> predictions. Yes, yes. But when you're talking about this, like, bigger picture before a season. But with that said, I mean, they've made 14 consecutive Final Fours. I feel like that's going to extend to 15. It might mm-hmm. be a little dicier than fans would like getting there. Yeah. But I see that continuing or them at least getting to an Elite Eight. I Right now, I don't see them as a national championship winner. I think South Carolina is a clear favorite to repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they'll definitely be in that Final Four conversation. Like I would be surprised if they didn't make an, a, at least an Elite Eight. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm really excited to kind of see the program and how everybody responds in the absence of some big, big names. And just overall, I mean, like I feel like this team – is the feeling is, I mean, like, you go in number six, a little bit of disrespect. I mean, like, you know, you're used to being top five, mm-hmm. top three, top one, really. And, and They've I, got a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, exactly. UConn, you can't say that UConn usually has a chip on their shoulder, but these players do. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, if you want to give a uh, hot take for the season, what is your hot take? I feel like that was my hot take. I feel like a lot of people aren't <laughs> expecting them to make a – like, maybe, I, I don't know, I think it's different, like, for what UConn fans expect versus, like, the national. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that that probably would be it, is that, like, they'll be there. I also think, like, AZ Fudd's going to end up being in that national player of the year conversation. conversation. You know, she didn't make a lot of these preseason, like, All-American. Like, she made, like, the preseason list, mm-hmm. but she didn't make, like, the first, the All-American preseason or, like, AP votes. Like, I think she's going to be in that first team AP All-American conversation at the end of the season. 
Absolutely. I think that's pretty much it for the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Lila. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this Hartford Current UConn Insider Podcast. And thanks as always to our sponsor, Riscassi & Davis.